Yeah, man. We'll just uh, we'll just kind of jump into it. Um, so yeah, you already brought you already brought more structure to this fucking show than has ever <laughs> been experienced on Biting the Bullet before. <laughs> like the fact I'm even like like there been like Matt sent me a couple articles. I'm like, oh, cool. I have every. I tried to get a different article for everything that I cite. Um, I don't know why, but I feel like if you want to actually know the full story. Just click every individual article and really read everything, and then you know, that's what I have yeah. to do. Um, <laughs> anyway, you guys do an you do an introduction here on this show. Is that how that works? Yeah. So we just go <laughs> we just go quiet for a second, and then it's like I just do like the hey, welcome to Finding Bullet number whatever. And I, I Luke, I know I, I listen to the show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, I, that's that's old hat, man. It's being an asshole. You're gonna you're gonna do an intro in 2020 on my episode. It's actually interesting. Every time that I go on someone else's show, it's almost like a like the fade in. Like everybody, like like they go, okay, so Bert's coming on, so we're, let's do the fade in for this one. Well, I'm not doing the fade in now. Not here, man. We got no we got no foreplay on biting the bullet. We just. <laughs> Jump right into that shit, bro. It's just okay, fucking good. go awkward in about 10 minutes. We pick it up. You know what I mean? Good. Yeah, I feel you. I understand. I, I feel like I have to fade this in now. Like, I feel like there's no option. Here. I told you. I told you. There's a. It's, it's dude, honestly, fuck it. Fade I'm, I'm it, just, dude. We're fading it. We're fading it in. Fade it, and fade it in on, faded in on my voice. <laughs> There you go. All right. Well, I was I was saying this earlier. I was like, dude, after you sent the notes, I was like, this is fucking bird coming on our on our show to host it. Like it's not us hosting bird on our show. Bird coming on to our show. I was gonna listen, show. I was gonna do a game. I was gonna maybe I could maybe that's the way I could get you to come back. I was gonna do a whole game. I had like twelve questions ready to go. I had like I was gonna put the three of you up against one another. And then this happened, and I feel like yeah. I'm probably not the person suited to explain all of this to you, but you know, I'm here now and this is what I can do. <laughs> I, so I, 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 I'm so excited. For you it. know what? Fuck it. This is going to be like some super serious fucking episode topic. Like Afghanistan, like Afghanistan papers was somehow, but then, but then it's like, it's like, but with bird artists. <laughs> <laughs> so somehow I think this will still be a nonsense episode, but I'm going to do what I can to at least direct it to give I mean, people no because this was ridiculous today i mean this was it was insane it was ridiculous it's like it's felt actually it was kind of nice because it felt like election season from uh 2017 it really mm. did it felt like it really felt like um 2016 it really felt like everybody was on you know everybody was turned on and nobody agreed which is also great <laughs> That Dude, that's, the, that's the thing that libertarians do best is not agree. It is amazing. Some of the opinions that I've seen uh, go around from people who are ostensibly libertarian. And I really do believe are genuinely libertarian too, but it's just amazing. The variety of, I mean, there are people who are straight up a Bitcoin investing uh, agorists who are like, yeah, this was actually a good move. Yeah. <laughs> and then, weird. yeah, it's, I, and I, I think that's kind of what shook me out of like, 
yeah, just going, nah, this is bullshit. Cause I, so many people who I, you know, they're so intelligent in every other way that they get to the conclusion here that I guess I looked at it and I was like, okay, let's, I got to do some research on this. And, well, like, uh, yeah. I, yeah. think it's, I think it's something that we've hammered before, actually, on the show, like at least three or four times where it's like, there's this issue, and I don't know what it is, where like we can't just look at something. Like, both sides of this are absolute shit. Like, yeah. there's always got to be a good guy and a bad guy. Like, no, it's no. bullshit. And the it's action shit. that we just took is absolute fucking shit because of it's the shit. ramifications the, the repar- that we already see happening as of right. today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, I, it's a good open forum discussion though, because this is one uh-huh. of those things that, like people haven't solved. We don't yeah. have an answer to this yet because I, we'll get into it. And I think by the end of the, I think ultimately by the end of this, I feel like what I would like would be for everybody to go, okay, I, at least I can understand the train of thought. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's it because you don't have to agree with it. And I, I don't, be, and I think I don't because of now that I'm looking at the list of the people who support the move. Um, it's just a suspicious group of people who I never agree with at any other time. Exactly. And that's, that's, doesn't make it a problem because they, I'm sure all of them also agree that like setting your house on fire is a bad idea. Absolutely. But, um, they seem to like to set their houses on fire a lot and I don't agree with them most of the time. And somehow again, money off of it. So I purposefully, uh, and maybe you could post the note that I sent so that people can follow along, but I also purposely picked against the move. I opened with Bashar al-Assad as someone who is against what we did just to be like, look, bad people really are on both sides of this situation. <laughs> Genuinely, really awful people are on both sides. Um, yeah. And I don't, I don't know. Uh, there was, and I don't feel like stirring the pot or mentioning names, but there's people who you've been interacting with Jared today. One person in particular who uh, has been garnering a lot of attention uh, and they made some statements about, uh, you know, how the embassy was sovereign territory, uh, about how, you know, all these things. And I want to get into that too. And I think that it's weird that that person in particular got jumped on because at first that person's opinions were pretty reasonable. Uh, yeah. And then it started turning into this weird, it got you know, weird. Attacked, and, then so, and then because of their being attacked, they had to go out of the way to stretch to an even farther position that really when this all settles down, I have a hard time really believing that person believes. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, mean, in the I way think, I, well, honestly, it was, I think it was because uh, honestly, I 100%, I know for a fact that during that exchange, I, I threw them the fuck off because everybody else is like, I don't know. Because it, it, she's right. It's embassy an embassy is sovereign territory. Like that's Actually, 100%. Yeah. It's not. I mean, I mean, we'll I mean, to it. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Not to the extent that she's fucking declaring, but through, I mean, at least as I understand it, and I'm sure you've, you're, obviously, I mean, you're more, most people are more intelligent than I am, so I'm sure you'll, you'll get into it more. But the way I understand it, at least, like, I, I know it wasn't like, this is American soil if it's an embassy. It's but, not, but you're right. And it's like, here, the, the fact the legal, is. The, the, like, the legal progress. Now, I got to make myself look like an idiot before you show up stage, you know? Uh, well, no, I mean, it's legal, true. Like, ramific- like the actual legal ramifications and the actual legal bearing on embassies. It's like, it, it's, it's like, she's not wrong. No, it's the accepted sort of yeah. standard. Uh, yeah. And you're not wrong either. I guess the ultimate fact of the matter is, do, does anybody have a right to storm an embassy full of people, whether or not it's the actual owned territory 
of the of the people involved. I feel like it doesn't really matter whether or not it's sovereign territory, but I figured I would bring it up because I guess that can imply some some things. Um, do you want to get into it? I guess yes. we could. Yes. I mean, we Let's could all it. follow. We could all follow into the uh, along with this. But I. So the, what we're talking about, obviously, is Qasem Soleimani's dead. Uh, Soleimani. Anybody who who doesn't know uh, was the commander of the Quds Force, a, uh, a paramilitary arm of the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps, which is basically the military of Iran. Um, if you the things that I felt were necessary to know about this person was that he uh, is known to train Shiite militias in Iraq, uh, and he is known as well. And this is one thing that seems to be big on the news. I don't know why. But he, he's pretty well known for fighting ISIL. Um, through oh, no, because he was, he was like one of the like, dudes like, that was like whomping on fucking ISIL. He was whomping yeah. on him? All right. Yeah, so yeah. Then, like that dude, that dude, you could probably, I mean, if we were to objectively throw out ISIL, you could probably say that he was one of the biggest players in like, the actual like, withdrawal and defeat of the Islamic State. Yeah, absolutely. There you he, go. Yeah, he was a big one to uh, really, like he was, he, he's reigned in, in like, I, Iran as a hero for yeah, he's already being, he's already being martyred. Yeah, he's being martyred because of yeah he's getting he, from the government <laughs> at yeah. least. Well, yeah, from the government. From the government. And, and you know, there's there's like those videos of the people like uh, running and celebrating in the streets, but there's right tons of people that are out like outside that really had to deal with ice like outside the city, the major cities and things like that that had to right. deal with ISIS and ISIL, and they're not celebrating this. <laughs> No, no, no. I, I, and there's lots of people on, lots of Iranians on Twitter who are not celebrating this. Um, wow. That seems to be big. Uh, it's funny. Underneath Pompeo's tweets, you get a lot of uh, thank you for doing this, Pompeo and America. We really appreciate it. The guy was a monster. And then there's a whole lot of not under Pompeo's tweets, like uh, d- get the hell out of our country. Stop doing it. We don't want, you know. So it, I can't even tell which side most of the Iranian people fall. It's probably going to be split between them. There's going to yeah, be probably going to be. It's either going to be around a fifty, like statistically with statistical errors, around a fifty-fifty, or it's going to be like a a, a little bit more of a major, majority on one side and a, like a large minority on the other. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Not, not this action. It's I've like seen somebody... Iranians calling other Iranians traitors for. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's very interesting actually to watch them all fighting one another over something that our country did. Right, <laughs> it's and very it, interesting. It, it, it's like another country, you know, drone bombing Mike Pompeo. <laughs> like, That's the was like, the uh, yeah, that was a comparison, right? Yeah, yeah. Like I told that to my dad today, and, and I was like, it would be like drone bombing Mike Pompeo. I stopped myself. It was like, eh, <laughs> whatever, you know, fine. I'm not even mad. <laughs> the chal- you know what the challenging part about that is? Is I actually think it's a fair comparison i don't think mike pompeo has directly as many lives on his hands however i don't really think it matters it's interesting when you make that comparison you could kind of you could kind of see why people would have attacked soleimani because we would look at it and go yeah mike pompeo is a war criminal if somebody tried to attack him it would be an attack on this country but also i understand like i get i get I and why. I feel that way about the other situation too. I get why they they did it. Again, we'll get into it. We'll get we'll get into it. All right. well, like, the, uh, well, I just uh, want to uh, say this one thing about calm your fucking calm, calm your queen shit down around here, bro. All right, listen, we'll get, fucking, we'll get into it. We'll get this into fucking it. city boy, fucking accent shit. 
far, you got to drop it, man. <laughs> I don't even know I have it. It's very difficult. Dude, it comes out. No, it, actually, I hear it more now because <laughs> fucking, I moved all the way to Arizona to date a girl from fucking Staten Island. So, like, <laughs> I'm fucking, like, it just, I, I recognize it again and it hurts. Yeah. All right. Well, look, I'll do what I can. She tries to cover it up, too, but get, like, I one will fucking... Not. One, one, long, one long island in her, and that shit's fucking gone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm right, steaming this ahead. Be, this is going to be fun. <laughs> the Trump administration has given its reasons for doing so, Jared. Did you know that? <laughs> Fuck you, dude. <laughs> was, that, was, that a, was that pronounced appropriately? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got, all right. Well, I actually do have to break into a Queen's accent here. Uh, Donald Trump has said, Soleimani yes. was planning imminent and sinister attacks on American diplomats and military personnel, but we caught him in the act, terminated him. Trump uh, told reporters at his Mar-a-Lago resort in Florida. That's true. Um, at least true in as far as uh, the documentation that we have seen pr uh, presented to us by the military, uh, that he was in the midst of planning further attacks on the United States, whatever you take that for. I'm not going to say that's true. I'm going to say that is indeed what the military has reported. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you, can, you can decide for yourself whether or not you think that's true. I haven't looked into it specifically, I, I, you know, but this is what they yeah. say. And everybody's, everybody's talking about, like, why was he in Iraq if he's from Iran? And he was planning things, and it's like, all right, bro, like, I'm not, I'm not saying it's a far leap to fucking jump, but... Well, well, You'll see. I, I think you'll see that it is reasonable to to think exactly. that he was doing exactly. it because he was with the people who he was with. Suggest that absolutely. Right. absolutely. Pompeo says he's got hundreds of American lives and blood on his hands. What was sitting before us was his travels throughout the region, his efforts to make a significant strike. I'm like half drunk. I can't believe I'm doing this. <laughs> significant strike against Dude, America. I'm already, I'm already halfway through this fucking cup of Jameson Black Label, man. We're fucking. <laughs> we're gonna, I couldn't find my whiskey glass, so I'm using a coffee mug. I'm fucking classy bitch up in here, man. And I'm I got little uni unicorn fake ice cubes in there. <laughs> yeah, so <do laughs> very I. nice. But, like, I'm going to have to refill it at some point because we're barely into this thing and I'm almost done with my drink. I know. I have, my, I have a, a, a gin and Tropicana orange juice sitting in front of me. I, it's probably got two shots of gin in it, and I'm two-thirds of the way through it. And I, <laughs> all right. Uh, uh, Pompeo also says, there would have been many Muslims killed as well, Iraqis and people in other countries. It was a strike that was aimed at disrupting the plot, further, uh, uh, disrupting further aggression, and we hope setting the conditions for de-escalation as well, which is interesting that he thought that this would, well, this is what he says, would uh, 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 set the conditions for de-escalation. Right. So I just have to put something onto the conditions to de-escalation because I just got a breaking news report that uh, another air, airstrike targeting two vehicles belonging to the pro-Iranian backed militias uh, in Iraq, were bombed by the United States. So okay, and that's new. Escalation, yeah, like literally within four o two. So now I, I, I wonder if he means de-escalation with Iran. I, I don't know because the the so okay. Well, I'll, again, I'll talk about the actual group that we're talking about. Yeah. in a bit. Um, Continue. Uh, this is what I have found is that retaliation is to be expected. Out of all the news articles of people uh, uh, talking about what's coming. A lot of people seem to think that we can expect some form of retaliation. Uh, right. Philip Gordon, who was the White House uh, coordinator uh, for the Middle East and the Persian Gulf in the Obama administration, describes the killings a little short of a declaration of war uh, by Americans against Iran 
Uh, and the same article that I have posted there, again, if you want to post the notes so everybody can follow along, then they should yeah, do so. Uh, the, the same article suggests that the, the response could be asymmetric. So not necessarily, are we talking about boots on the ground, people shooting at one another on the ground, but we could be talking about uh, them either playing the victim uh, and trying to uh, uh, coordinate an effort against the United States or uh, cyber warfare I've seen going around. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I think the, <clears throat> I mean, the World War Three thing was almost like a uh, sigh of, like it was almost a laugh from what was happening, but there's nothing there. This is not going to lead to a, a hot war. There's no indication that it will. No, the, um, well, I, think, I think the only thing I, I saw with the World War Three thing was everybody expected something like this to happen. I don't think people expected it to happen as fast as it did. Yeah, this sense? is a bit, it's very extreme, right? Was, is they just killed the number two guy in this country. And it was basically. very quick. Like it was within 24 hours of the U.S. Embassy being attacked. Yeah, like, right. Like, it was very quick that they turned around and do this. Usually it takes a little bit more time. Um, so I think that's why the World War thing, World War Three thing came across. Like everybody was like, well, shit, this happened super fucking fast. Like what else? Yeah. I mean, honest, honestly, that's why, like, I, I'm, I'm, Honestly, I tend to dis. I, I tend to agree with with the fact that it will probably more like a cold, like a cold asymmetric thing instead of a full on hot conventional war. Yeah, like I, I really do. Ba I mean, based out of a lot of just like prayers mostly, but it uh, the the absolute worst case scenario thing that can happen right now is that two belligerent states overreact completely. Because like yeah. there's several there's several variables that play into this. For one. Um, just out of just basic fucking common sense, you're talking about a country that has had hope, open hostilities with the United States for the better half of like 40 years. And sure. um, they have sat by as the United States has invaded and toppled the governments of their neighbors. And this is where it gets into the point is only an absolute fucking moron wouldn't sit there and pay attention to exactly how they do that. I mean, I, I think there's a specific reason why Iran has invested in the last couple of years um, a lot of fucking money in specifically air defense weapons. Exactly. You, you did look at like the invasions of Iraq and Afghanistan. They, they were coupled with about a fucking couple of weeks of just constant air raids that took out any real actual, even what you could consider a hard target for yeah. those countries. I, I like there, there's things like that. So, I mean, it could get to a point where Iran could just fucking straight up be like, we could bury the United States. Well, like, and, and if that state overreacts, then how do you think the United States is going to react? And then it kind of just kind of spirals out of fucking control from there. Yeah, and, and then you also have, you also have this, this almost false sense of American superiority too. Like, like we're right. just going to come in and just womp the fuck out of these dudes. <laughs> Yeah, that's what everybody thinks, and it's like it's right. not it's not going to be that simple. And and my thing is like, what does Iran really have to lose if like they fucking retaliate hardcore, or say fucking say when? Like, what do they have to lose? I mean, yeah, I also think that the, the 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 situation in that country, as far as who actually likes the government there and who's going to go fight for them, exactly. Uh, the only thing I that mean, I really give, that, the, give, the, the, give the United States less than a year. And they'll fucking they'll they'll put they'll push that fucking border right. That's over. my problem, right? Is exactly. if this was the only event, we might hate it now. But if we look back and nothing comes of this, what can we say? But if they keep going, <laughs> that's, no, that's you're gonna just drive people to like 
the government because it's defending you from being attacked by foreign governments. That's not, doesn't work. not to mention the firepower that's going to be this is the raw, the raw fucking firepower the United States would have, have to disperse in order to take on and defeat militarily a country like Iran. And they'd have to do it quickly, too. Like, you drag out a modern conflict like that for any stretch of fucking time. I was, yeah, was going to say, that's... It, it, it's unimaginable. The absolute bloodbath it would create would be unimaginable. So even the United States knows that. They're going to fucking want to just... So they're just going to go at that country with everything it's fucking got. They will this pull is... every National Guard unit, like, right on the onset. They will fucking hit that shit like a hammer from God. And... One of two things is going to fucking happen. Either A, is Iran's going to have as a modern, a modern fucking military prepared for this and set countermeasures in place effectively, it'll still drag the war out and it'll be an absolute bloodbath, or it'll be quick, be an absolute fucking bloodbath, and we will have significantly pushed the majority of that country to say, fuck you, because the more firepower you use, you use the more fucking people you're just going to wipe off the face of the planet. Hey guys, if you enjoy the show and get a lot out of it, consider supporting us at patreon.com slash biting the bullet. There's a $2 level on there that if a quarter of you did, we could get drunk on beer. We could get beer for the next week. If half of you did, we could get hookers and blow for the Boogaloo Boys each month. So consider donating to us at patreon.com slash biting the bullet. Thank you very much. Yeah, and the, yeah. the entire the entire Middle East, after watching if that happens, if, it, if that comes to fruition, us just wiping out Iran, the entire Middle East is going to look at America how we've been looking at America, but on a scale that is, that is unimaginable. Like, they're going to be like, fuck, no, fuck Americans. Like, fuck them. With every soldier wearing, with every soldier sneaking in GoPros and the fucking age of technology, <laughs> that'll be the most fucking videotaped fucking bloodbath in all of a blood bloodbath in all of human history. Yeah, that's what I, that will create. I think that the weird thing, I don't know, if it's, it's weird or not. Nobody has suggest, nobody on either side has suggested boots on the ground. Nobody. Trump <laughs> is. Trump is still saying, we do not want to go to war with Iran. He keeps saying it. He keeps saying that. Uh, let me, actually, this is a good segue. Let's talk about the people who support the move and what they say. Uh, Lindsey Graham says. Of, of course. Of course. <laughs> to the Iranian oh, government. Imagine my shock. This is a tweet. Let me see if I can get to it. Uh, yeah, okay. This is a tweet. Posted at 10.22 p.m. January 2nd, 2020, Lindsey Graham says, To the Iranian government, if you want to stay in the oil business, leave America and our allies alone and stop being the largest state sponsor of terrorism in the world. So, All right, largest state sponsor in the world. I have a problem with that his, statement. <laughs> his, his reasoning. His reasoning. I, well, uh, I mean, even I if we're talking about the Middle East, like we're, we're going to say they're the largest state sponsor in the world. We're not going to talk about Saudi Arabia. Or, you know, like, <laughs> no, they're an ally. I mean, no. I don't even... <laughs> 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 fucking think it, Luke. God I, well, no, 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 genuinely, they're an ally. And listen to what Lindsay said. They're an ally, right? You, they're literally an ally to the Iranian government. If you want to stay in the oil business, leave America and our allies and stop being the largest state sponsor of terrorism in the world. He, 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 why would he mention Saudi Arabia? They're, they're an ally. Yeah, he really well, sees them that way. And I get uh, that. Or, it's, oh, it's just, <laughs> well, I'm just saying, this is his reasoning. He really doesn't, they're an ally. He doesn't give a shit. It's not, the problem is we are tempted, we, I don't know, we're so tempted to think that they care about 
the actual people on the ground. Yeah. But he, he doesn't. He just – and this is – I don't even think this is an attack against Lindsey Graham. I think ultimately this is really what he believes is ultimately he's interested in U.S. interests. And if our allies – are, are horrible, awful people. It doesn't matter. Doesn't it matter really doesn't matter. It us. Yeah, it he, doesn't. It doesn't. He, it just doesn't matter. He does not give a flying fuck that no, one no. of my friend's daughters is growing up without her father. Exactly. No, he doesn't no, care. Like that. He, he, does, he does not think about that. He all he sees all uh, dude. It's something we say in the military. It's like like uh like for like suicide prevention. Like one of the things I heard a lot was like, don't become a statistic. Like don't yeah. do that. I this, think I, I because I, that's what we are to pe- those people. You're I, a fucking I, number and you're a statistic. I, I think that he would say that that person was a hero, but he doesn't treat people like that like heroes. No. Really, I, I and I that's why I don't find it convincing. But yeah, that was his reasoning. Is it's really just because Iran is in the oil business and threatens America and uh, the allies of America. Well, I don't know why he chose to. Talk about Iran staying in the oil business specifically, but maybe quiet part out loud. Um, Ari like- Fleischer is the next person I have oh, here. God. I, don't, I don't really. Ari Fleischer is. Uh, oh God. Let me get the. Let me just. Let me just get to the quote here. Ari Fleischer has said, uh, "I think it is entirely possible that this is going to be a catalyst inside Iran, where the people celebrating this killing of Soleimani." So where the people are celebrating this killing of Soleimani. So Ari Fleischer thinks that people in Iran uh, are happy about this. Like we were saying before, there seems to be some evidence of that, but there also seems to be an ample amount of evidence to the contrary. We will be uh, especially from the people liberators. who pull the triggers. I mean, the people who pull the triggers are not happy about the situation at all. Uh, uh, next person up is one of our favorite people. John Bolton says... <laughs> And this is, I think this is the most telling one yet because, uh, Jared, you were just talking about a full-scale war on the ground. And I, 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 you and I, I think both don't actually think that's the goal here. And I think John Bolton, who was up until recently at the absolute head of stuff like this, and probably a lot of his plans are being used here. Uh, John Bolton says, congratulations to all involved in eliminating Qasem Soleimani. Uh, long in the making, this was a decisive blow against Iran's malign Quds Force activities worldwide. Hope this is the first step to regime change in Iran. I, that's what they want. And I think they're open about that. This is not a secret. Okay. I don't think they want boots on the ground. I think they want uh, the Iranian people to <laughs> get rid of the mullahs. And, and they will continue to prod until that is the case. And I don't and think... Honestly, I hope and I case. think... I honestly, I think and I hope it doesn't turn into a hot war. But like I said, the worst case scenario is that it does. And yeah, honestly, there's still that chance of that. Because... Look, yeah. Donald Trump is a fucking hothead. I don't care what any fucking Magatari yeah, yeah, anybody yeah. says. He's a fucking hothead. He doesn't yeah. really he doesn't really understand what he's fucking doing. He doesn't really understand what he is. Like I truly think he doesn't understand it on those levels. And it all it's gonna take is the right dude that the right kind of dude that we know floods those fucking offices to get to his fucking ear and fucking say the right things. And that dude sure. will straight fucking push back. Well, and oh, I mean, yeah. that's what everybody's. I mean, even in the uh, the Afghanistan papers, when we were talking about it, I, you see the there was there's papers in there talking about Obama, like generals talking about Obama and him not understanding what is actually truly going on over there, and that they could just tell him whatever so that they could get done what they thought needed to get done. And I think it's the same thing with with Trump, but like with John Bolton, I mean, he's been talking about a 
like going against yeah, this Iran has been in the playbook this is like, a long time playbook and, move and this is yeah, 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 this yeah, is yeah, my yeah, problem yeah, with this play a bit real quick about on that you ever think it's really funny how like you see all the people that are like iran talks about death to america but then we sit here and have entire conversations about like multiple u.s politicians and generals like yes constantly yeah. talking well, about overthrowing and, the iranian government i'm sorry I, yeah I'm, sure and that's what i'm saying like since the 80s literally john bolton has been talking about our our going to Iran and taking over Iran for whatever reason. Like he's had multiple reasons over the time period, but it's just like, it, it, that's why this, this whole thing uh, just kind of maybe kind of set me off a little bit earlier this morning. Like I was pretty, <laughs> I was pretty just like, this is everything that we've been talking about. Like we've been talking about this. I mean, typo and I've been talking about it since, for a long time jared and i have been talking about it for a long time and since we've done the podcast we've literally been talking about we had a whole fucking episode about john bolton and fuck john bolton because <laughs> he literally tried to get us into a war with iran and has gotten us very well involved in the middle east for his entire time that he's been of service to the united states government and i just think and that's why i think it was so much like watching it happen and the way things played out over the last you know 48 72 hours it was like, holy shit, this is really quick, and this is everything that they've been talking about since literally the 80s. Right, right. But, all right, let's, let's go on to the Benjamin over here. Oh, yeah, hey. I, like, I, got that, uh, I got that report. This is from uh, – I don't know if you guys have ever seen him on in, uh, Instagram. It's Atlas News. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Pretty good. Um, reports of airstrikes against an Iranian-backed Hasht al Shabi, I can never pronounce that shit. Popular uh, mobilization forces or PMF convoy north of Baghdad near Taji, uh, yeah. reportedly killing several high-ranking officials. It is unknown who conducted the strikes. Now look, look different. up, look up, look at look at the second bullet point in the whole thing, and look at the second sub bullet point. That's the same group. This the the same group now. So so there's two groups here. And Hashtal Shabi is the other one. We'll talk about a different group before. But now, okay, so now they're attacking both groups. The group that stormed the embassy is a different group. So now they are going after a lot of the, this is interesting. Now they're going after a lot of the proxy groups. And this is very interesting because before he was killed, obviously, I think maybe three weeks ago, I heard this on NPR, uh, Soleimani was talking about preparing for a proxy war against the United States. So it appears to be, uh, that that now all the plans from them finding that out, now this is what's being enacted. They're just hitting the targets all now. Yeah, and Soleimani is known for training multiple forces inside of that area, like multiple. Yeah, this that yes, yeah. Like that was that's kind of what he's known for is training people to be like training different groups to be able to be third party actors in right. situations like this. Okay, let's go to uh, uh, Benjamin Netanyahu, what he says. This is what Bibi says. Just as Israel has the right to self-defense, the United States has exactly the same right. Qasem Soleimani is responsible for the death of American citizens, dot, dot, dot. He was planning more such attacks. President Trump deserves all the credit for acting swiftly, forcefully, and decisively. So those are the people, Lindsey Graham, Ari Fleischer, John Bolton, Benjamin Netanyahu, some of the relevant names uh that i thought would be good to show to you guys their reasoning uh it all seems to be pointing to the fact that uh iran is the state sponsor of terror uh it, that's what it appears to 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 be i mean this is uh, that's no revelation but this appears to be ultimately why the 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 uh killing happened was because this guy in particular and iran more so are a state sponsor of terror that's what they say 
uh, against the move. Let's go to against the move, the people who are against uh, the killing of Soleimani. First one, like I said, I wanted to pick somebody who uh, uh, you can at least maybe grit your teeth uh, about perhaps <laughs> agreeing with. It's good to, to do that sometimes. Bashar al-Assad says, uh, the martyr Soleimani died while serving his country and the axis of resistance. The Syrian oh, people will not forget Soleimani's support for our side, defending Syria from terror. Uh, I was looking into this. Soleimani, apparently, uh, just like uh, al-Assad, uh, they both appear to be responsible for the death of Syrian citizens. Uh, I don't want to get into that. Um, I Look that up and decide for yourself whether or not you believe it's credible. But I am saying that's, if you look that up, you will find that the both of them have been accused of it. Yeah. Um, so just perhaps keep that in mind. I mean, the, the I mean it, it goes, this, this is something I think, I'm pretty sure either this was, I, I can't remember, I'm a little drunk, so it's either something we've talked about before on the podcast or something that, that we, we talked bullshitted about, about before in the backyard. But um, it, it's good because somebody like Bashar al-Assad fucking agreeing with this isn't good. Bashar <laughs> no, al-Assad. it's not. Yeah. It, 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 no, I have to say, it isn't good that it's Bashar al-Assad, but it's also completely understandable that it's Bashar al-Assad. Yeah. A, a sure. part of... Um, do you ever hear the phrase, the best propaganda has the spike of truth? Sure, yeah. Yeah, so, no, seriously, it's true. The best propaganda there is, is propaganda that has hints of truth, has credible data that can back it up. Sure. The United States constantly doing what the United States does gives every single one of these fucking maniacs every <laughs> ounce of fucking propaganda they need to both, one, subject their populations to their authoritarian rule, and number two, keep them scared of the United States enough as an enemy of them that, I mean, we know as an American people, like the Iraq and Afghanistan war, the kind of things we'll all of a sudden let our government do to sure. conduct said war. And I mean, now imagine that on a level that's already, like, not as heavily civilian armed and has the same kind of eh, kind of values as the American population. Similar. Yeah, sure. t- Typo was talking about this earlier with uh, Kim Jong Un. Uh, weren't you saying some about that? You were you were saying like their propaganda was like, like with the North Korea, like they had to do a lot of propaganda to like keep their people down. Yeah. And when Obama toppled Gaddafi in Libya, that really pissed off North Korea, and they like started like like stopping even more negotiations and like basically defending their border more and like doing more unapproved missile strikes in hmm. allied territory and shit. And they can justify that to their civilian population because the civilian population is already semi-fucking propagandized. I was going to say, yeah, it's not hard and to convince that what population you, of that. Like how hard is it? You just take what's being shown anywhere from accurate footage of U.S. strikes. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, all you got to do is, is go on Twitter. And you can actually, I mean, you can see what's happening <laughs> on both sides all of this. Time. You can really just see. It's the easiest propaganda in the fucking world. Yeah, it really is. Uh, the one that you had said before you were shocked by, but let's see. Joe Biden says, and it's again, I actually think this is a, a really great quote by Joe Biden. Right? This is like the, one of the greatest things this man has ever said. And I know he doesn't even fucking believe it. He's yeah. just saying it to get it fucking Trump. Yeah, because somebody yeah. that actually is intelligent was like, here, man, say this. Yeah, yeah somebody wrote it for him, right. 100%. <laughs> so uh, 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 this is what Bernie Sanders 
Sorry, this is what Joe Biden said. Uh, he, it's the same guy, really. Uh, he deserves to be brought to justice for his crimes against American troops and thousands of innocents throughout the region. He supported terror and sowed chaos, Biden said of Soleimani, who was killed in the strike at Baghdad's international airport on Friday. But, Biden said, none of that negates the fact this is a hugely escalatory move in an already dangerous region. Uh, yeah, it's... Yes. <laughs> I mean, that's exactly that's, how I, mean, I feel can, about it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, that is the best summation of what has happened. Like, that is. I, and it's weird because what's interesting is Biden didn't say he supported it or not. No. He just kind of, from a third party, was like, well, here's the positive no. and here's the negative. And because I really I can, appreciate that. Because I completely understand. Like I said, propaganda always has the spike of truth. So, like, fucking, yeah, that guy was an absolute piece of shit. Yeah, yeah he, he was. was. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, like, shit. I understand. Like, yeah, I'm, like part of me is like, yeah, I'm glad the little fucker's dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, You're talking about doing this in, in defense of American lives. It's like this is putting a lot of fucking American lives at risk, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, that's what I feel about it. All right, so here's another quote, which I happen to find that I think is important. Well, first of all, let's do Warren and Sanders, respectively. Warren says, uh, it is a reckless move that escalates the situation with Iran. Uh, Sanders agrees, calling it a dangerous escalation, bringing us closer to another disastrous war. Good on Bernie for saying another, another disastrous yeah. war. I can appreciate yeah. that. Well, and uh, he, was, he was one of the original ones that said, you know, we shouldn't have gotten, we shouldn't get involved in the original wars, so... Right. I mean, yeah, I, sure. I give him credit for that when when that is brought up, because that's about the only thing that lefties left leftists can say is like, well, I'm a Bernie guy. So he didn't support the wars. And it's like, all right. Yeah. But now you're supporting the wars. So sure. I don't, I don't, right. Yeah. I don't know yeah how much, how much credit does that hold? But yeah, I I mean, I agree with both those statements. They're reckless. They're and it's dangerous. It's honestly dangerous what we did there. Yeah, it seems very dangerous. I mean, again, when we get to the end, I still haven't made my mind up about this, but when we get to the end, maybe we could collectively be like, okay, I can understand, or I cannot, I just can't understand this part. Maybe keep that in mind. Here's yeah, yeah. The Atlantic. Uh, here is Kim Gattis writing for The Atlantic. Soleimani was so central to almost every regional event in the past two decades that even people who hate him can't believe he could die. A bit like people couldn't believe that Saddam Hussein was really gone. What happens in his absence? What comes next? War? Chaos? Limited retaliation? Nothing? No one like Soleimani has been assassinated in recent history. That was the other sort of it's against the move situation. And, and it I puts think, us in a lot of gray areas. And I think that's very, imp I think that's actually a very true statement and it's very real. Like, it's like, all right. Like when Saddam Hussein died, that was a big fucking thing. Like watching the, watching the people like pull down Saddam Hussein's statues. Like, yeah, was it was, big. it was, it was, was mind blowing to me. And at that point in time, I was like, fuck yeah. Like fuck Saddam Hussein. But it was like, you know, when you grow up and you start learning more things about, and you get a little bit more in this headspace, and you listen to fucking Scott Horton, and you find out that the Taliban has been trying to give up Osama bin Laden for the last 20 years. <laughs> yeah. And it, you're just like, well, you, well, Saddam Hussein was just a fucking, like, he, he was just a CIA plant too. Like, you see yeah. him having, you see, you, you see Osama bin Laden and the, the Hussein family, like, having dinners with the Bushes fucking 10 years prior jesus christ yeah that's true yeah and, and it's like what the fuck do you mean but uh yeah, yeah i mean it's it isn't i think that's a great way to sum up that fucking let's let's go to the maybe you know why why did this happen i'm sure a lot of people have their ideas but this is what i found this all seems to stem from an event and i cannot yet 
find why this happened, what the motivation behind this was, but uh, leading up to this event, an American contractor was killed in a rocket attack on an Iraqi military base in Kirkuk on December 27th. The U.S.-led coalition fighting the Islamic State said in a statement, uh, several U.S. service members and Iraqi personnel were wounded in the attack. So this appears to be where this stems from. I think you probably all remember this this contractor who, uh, Jared, I think I might have messaged you about this, but I'm not sure. Yeah, he was a citizen contractor, apparently. Right. That's that's what, what he was. Um, not military, at least. But we don't know much about him. So like, yeah, because we uh, like a lot of those bases and shit, um, like the, the fobs, they're not fucking fobs, but they're uh, yeah, they're like main military installations. But a lot of like most of the facilities run there and everything are all just fucking contractors. They're all civilian contractors. So, yeah, the, the point being the this uh, Iraqi military base was attacked by this um, group, which I'm going to get to. Um, here's a statement which was made by the Department of Defense today, January 2nd, for immediate release. General Soleimani was actively developing plans to attack American diplomats and service members in Iraq and throughout the region. General Soleimani and his Quds Force were responsible for the deaths of hundreds of Americans and coalition service members and the wounding of thousands more. He had orchestrated attacks on the coalition bases in Iraq over, several, over the last several months, including an attack on December 27th, culminating in the death and wounding of an additional American and Iraqi personnel. General Soleimani also approved the attacks on the U.S. Embassy in Baghdad that took place this week. That's the Department of Defense. So this is what the Department of Defense is using uh, as, as their reasoning for why they did what they did. This was the lead up to it. Uh, the U.S. Embassy, I want to get into the U.S. Embassy compound in particular because there was, again, like we were talking about before, there was some controversy over the Internet about whether or not this place was sovereign. So let me explain the embassy, the attack that happened there, and, and things like that. <clears throat> the U.S. Embassy compound in Baghdad was attacked on December 31st, 2019 by crowds of protesters uh, who were protesting the American airstrikes against the bases of Qatayib Hezbollah, a uh, Shiite militia in Syria and Iraq. So uh, the airstrikes were related um, to the wounding of the contractor and the American troops. Uh, if you remember the airstrikes that took place. Let me tell you yeah. what happened there. This is all from one Newsweek article. So if you have the uh, uh, key in front of you, just go to that Newsweek article and you can read the whole thing. But I, I figured it was important to get this. Demonstrators stormed the gates of Washington's embassy in Baghdad on Tuesday for two days. A crowd of mostly young men chanting anti-U.S. slogans and waving flags of Iraq's state-sponsored Popular Mobilization Forces Paramilitary Collective and its affiliated militias defaced the compound's exterior and set fire to some structures. If you look up the pictures, and uh, BuzzFeed actually has a good collection of pictures uh, from what the event looks like. They're throwing, like, shit at, at towers, and they're, like, battering ramming uh, uh, windows in, and they're, like, setting fire to shit. It looked like a real, I mean, it, it looked like after Trump got elected, it looked like what all the leftists were doing to the various <laughs> Starbuckses of the country. It was uh, bad. I mean, it wasn't, it was pretty bad. It didn't look great, but uh, uh, the embassy itself, was never breached, and the U.S. sent additional Marines and aircraft to bolster security on site. I believe 5,000 troops have been sent in, but we'll get to that later. Yeah. Uh, on Tuesday, the protests subsided after organizers heeded the calls from the Iraqi government and popular mobilization forces to withdraw from the building's premises, which are located in the so-called green zone of Baghdad. Why did it happen? Uh, the incident followed a deadly series of events the U.S. blamed uh, Fridays, uh, which was the, the uh, attack on the contractor. Uh, the attack on the Pentagon contractor and a rocket attack on the Iran-backed Shiite Muslim Qataib Hezbollah militia, the same militia 
who uh, uh, orchestrated the embassy attack, or at least so they claim. Uh, in response to this, strikes occurred, uh, which, again, immediately led up to this attack. 27, uh, uh, this is from the Department of Defense, 27 militiamen or fighters uh, were attacked uh, and killed. Uh, members and supporters of the popular mobilization forces, which includes Kateb Hezbollah, took to the streets in protest. Uh, I can go to the history of the embassy, but you guys have any thoughts on any of that? That's, that's nothing controversial there. I feel like we were, the story was developing over the past few days. We all knew this was kind of happening, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, uh, history of the embassy. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I didn't hear about, like, it was the 20, it was 27 fighters. Like, that was, I heard it was, I, what did I, what do I keep fucking quoting? Now I can't remember because I'm a little fucking drunk, but um, <laughs> the, uh, Original, what I heard was, I think it was 12 dead and uh, a couple dozen injured. I actually, in my notes, have uh, another conflicting number from a different source, which is 25 militia members. But we'll get to that when we discuss whether or not that embassy attack was an act of war. I got everything covered, Luke. I'm telling you, I got absolutely every angle here covered. (laughs) Like I I said earlier, we don't do notes. So it's just like us going, which is... Which is kind of like uh, I'm doing. What, I'm giving you the the Pete Raymond treatment. I'm gonna. Ed, I'm I'm educating today. Uh, let's do the history of the embassy uh, because it is important in establishing whether or not the United States has sovereignty over the land. Um, so history of the embassy goes: diplomatic relations were established with Iraq in 1930. Originally, this is the first time we ever established relations with them. An embassy was introduced in 1946. It was not designated for defense, but for cooling efficiency. Just to give you an example of why the embassy was built and the feelings at the time, uh, building remained an embassy until the Six Day War, which is in 19, I think, 67. It was reinstated in 1984 and lost its status again in 1991 uh, before the start of the Gulf War, I believe. Uh, Saddam Hussein was overthrown in 2003. Diplomatic relations were reestablished and the embassy was reinstated in the Republican Palace. In 2008, and this is the, uh, now we're going into the actual embassy that you know of that was attacked. 2008, a new complex was built capable of permanently housing 5,500, permanently housing 5,500 Americans. Six apartment buildings, uh, water and waste uh, treatment facilities, a power station, two major diplomatic office buildings, a recreation area that included an Olympic-sized swimming pool, a gym, tennis course. It all seemed very cushy. Uh, I figured this, this is a little fucking. This is this is bigger than my town. I was gonna say, yeah. This I is figured bigger than the town I grew up in. Because we're fiscal libertarians, I figured I'd get you a cost <laughs> estimate. When it was built, it cost seven hundred and fifty million dollars, and a later upgrade in two thousand and twelve tacked on an additional one hundred million dollars to the price of this complex. The complex today is heavily fortified. Again, if you want to go on BuzzFeed and look at the pictures of what it looked like, some big old walls. Uh, it is definitely capable of withstanding attacks like the one that it was capable of withstanding. Jesus. Uh, is the embassy sovereign territory? This is important. Okay. I know a certain redhead's going to be really pissed off about this. Everybody, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it, Jared. I'm not doing it. I didn't say any names. I'm just saying, you know, a certain third-haired individual i i i read through the I'm rest of it, it up. that's what i was doing the whole time you were talking and I'm now i'm sure. like ah oh, man i wish i had actually looked into more what the fucking embassy was because god fucking damn that <laughs> well here look all right 
I'm not getting involved in uh, uh, any so-called uh, specifically of any hair-colored libertarians of any kind in this situation. Uh, I want nothing but to just forget that whole event happened. Some, some, uh, a certain some colored hair libertarian, you know? <laughs> Perhaps a female of some uh, kind. Yeah, some kind. I post cat pictures a lot. I don't know. Fuck it. I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. So, is... The embassy sovereign territory, not according to international law. No, according to international law, a, a, a piece of international law which the United States is signed to, mind you, the, uh, the Vienna Convention on Diplomatic Relations of 1961 explains that embassies, quote, are immune from intrusion, damage, or disturbance by the hosting country, never states that the land the, embassy, the embassies are on becomes territory of the country residing there. The U.S. can and has been asked to leave in the past and has left in the past several times. Uh, no, not in domestic law. It is not uh, sovereign territory. According to McKeel versus the Islamic Republic of Iran, which is just a fantastic name, by the way. <laughs> uh, uh, McKeel versus the Islamic Republic of Iran determines that American embassies in Tehran, specifically, but more generally, just take the idea, were not considered a part of the territory of the United States. Section 16 states, a United States embassy remains the territory of the receiving state and does not constitute territory of the United States. And finally, no, not according to the current United Secretary of Defense, Mark Esper, as in all countries, quote, uh, we rely on the host nation forces to support our personnel at the embassy. Host nation being the key phrase here, the acknowledgement that there is a host and that the land is not sovereign territory. It's very right. important because if sovereign American territory is attacked, that is a very clear act of war which we should respond to. Uh, similarly, uh, Iran believes the same thing. This is why the attack did not occur in Iran, but occurred in Iraq. Because if you were going to attack the second most powerful person in Iran, in Iranian territory, and Iran did have nukes, I promise you they would use them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so hopefully uh, they don't, and hopefully they don't use them, and hopefully we don't go attacking people on Iranian soil, or really any more people, because it seems here that everybody thinks that this was what we needed to do. Right. Uh, although well, I get this breaking news about more attacks, so... Yes. Yeah, I mean, there's also the fact that Iran's already fucking responded, but it's very yeah. obvious. Sure. Yeah. Now they're, they're going. Iraq, they're basically Iraq, just going public on fucking just like ah, we're gonna start killing more Americans. Well, I, yeah. Well, all right. So Iran, Iran has said that all Americans should leave Iraq, Iran, and Iraq, their fucking parliament that we put in place is saying that they want nothing to do with us anymore, and that all Americans should leave. So, and the likely event is that that will occur. Uh, yeah. It has occurred several times before, and it will likely occur again, and it will be a severe uh, problem for diplomatic relations in the, re in the region. And if you don't like war, then, you know, the only other way that states conduct uh, problem solving is through diplomatic relations. So since states exist, we should really be supporting diplomatic relations, which is why I didn't like anybody who said the embassy shouldn't be there in the first place. I think it has a very, very important uh, uh, place there. Uh, even though it was maintained after Saddam was overthrown, I still think it has an important place. Well, um, certainly more important than blowing people up, I would say. As, as Absolutely, I understand that. But what, my whole thing is, is if a country asks you to get the fuck out, you well, get the Well, sure, fuck you got to leave. Yeah, you got to leave. Yeah, yeah, you have to leave. That's and they will. I think the United States will leave. Ever, by every indication, Donald Trump, uh, Mike Pompeo, they've both said, the only two people who, you know, from the original gang are still there, uh, uh, the only people who are, were there, they've said, we don't want to escalate this. We wanted to do what we needed to do to stop him from, from actually uh, doing something that would make us declare a war on them. 
That's what he said. So, except, I mean, for, that's except, for, except for remove our embassy from a hostile situation, which we're using as a red line to declare war. And that's something that people need to consider in the story is whether or not at this point, you know, I mean, if they ask us to leave, we leave. But if they don't ask us to leave, consideration should be made as to whether or not the embassy has to go. Because if it's going to be a target of attacks, then it needs to at least be moved. I, I mean, something. Absolutely. Um, we'll see. Because or, the, or the host country should fulfill their role in the situation <laughs> and provide their forces on their own fruition to guard the embassy. And we will, I will get to that later as well because they did not do that. So we nope. will, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Uh, the, you, the U.S. Embassy compound in uh, – did I read this one part? Oh, I did. Uh, the yeah. U.S. Embassy compound in Baghdad was attacked on uh, uh, December 31st, 2019 by crowds of protesting uh, – who were protesting the American airstrikes against uh, Kataib. Uh, oh, wait. No, I did go to that. Okay. Yeah, we're, so, on, we're on act of war now. So whether or not this was an act of war, I figured since everybody wants to talk about the fact that killing this guy was an act of war, let's go back and figure out what caused that attack to happen. We already talked about the contractor, which I, I don't know whether or not that was an act of war. It was against a military base by uh, Iranian-funded troops. You can decide for yourself whether or not you think that's sufficient as an act of war. Um, here, was this an act of war? Uh, was the embassy attack an act of war? So Trump claims Iran orchestrated the embassy siege. Uh, furthermore, uh, Iraqi security forces did not stop the demonstrators from advancing on the compound. You can find videos of this. I mean, that's, that's very clear. They didn't do what they could. Uh, Iraqi prime minister calls for protesters to immediately leave the area. So he covers for this, uh, uh, saying, any aggression or harassment of foreign embassies and, re and representatives is an act that will be strictly prohibited by the security forces and will be punished by law with the most severe penalties. So uh, at least in public, uh, the Iraqi prime minister has come out against this, uh, even though the security forces in the area did not fulfill their role. Take that how you will. Uh, the group blamed for the embassy siege is Kataib Hezbollah. As I said before, U.S. officials claimed, uh, had blamed this group for rocket attacks on U.S. facilities in Iraq. Haaretz claims uh, this military is under the auspices of the IRGC's Quds Force, the same uh, group which uh, uh, Soleimani was the head of. Uh, so Khatib Hezbollah has been blamed for the death of an estimated 600 troops between the years of 2003 and 2011 in Iraq. Uh, Abu Mahdi al-Muhandis, uh, which was his nom de guerre, uh, is the leader of the uh, of this group, Kataib Hezbollah. He was killed in the same strike that killed Soleimani. That's something to keep in mind. The two of these men were yeah. meeting. Uh, one of the men who at the time was orchestrating the siege on the embassy met with this particular Iranian general, the second most powerful man in Iran, yep. on that day when he was killed in a missile strike. Both yeah. of them were there killed. Was, in, there was quite a few people killed that were like high-ranking officials in that. High-ranking officials who were ostensibly were meeting. I, I mean, not, not ostensibly. It is things. factually true that they were meeting at the same time that this event was occurring. Absolutely. They all I don't know what event. they met about, <laughs> but that, that's, that's just the case. Exactly. The U.S. responded to the December 27th killing of a defense contractor striking five Kate Hezbollah targets and killing 25, now this is a different number, like I said before, 25 mil, uh, uh, militia members as stated by the Pentagon. Kate Hezbollah is alleged to have responded to this attack by attacking the outer part of the embassy in Baghdad. So that's how you get to where you get to. Whether or not all of that is an act of war, you can decide for yourself. I think the linchpin there is that you need to decide whether or not Soleimani's presence with the leader of the group that was attacking the embassy constitutes enough collusion to consider it an act of war on the part of Iran, especially considering that uh, the, the, the group that was attacking the embassy, Mohandas's group, Kataib Hezbollah, 
is at least in part funded by uh, Iran. So just keep that in mind when you make your decision as to whether or not you think that was an act of war. Now, was killing Soleimani an act of war? I think this is, in, uh, I don't, I haven't seen many people dispute this. Um, and then the people who are in favor of it haven't said anything. So uh, how this goes is the Iranian political analyst, uh, Mohammed Marandi, describes the attack as an act of war against Iran and Iraq. CIA intelligence officer Bob Baer calls it a major mistake. Brett McGurk, who served as the special envoy for the co uh, global coalition to defeat ISIS under President Obama and President Trump, says... Uh, we need to presume that we are now in a state of war with Iran. Specifically, he says that we have been in a shadow war with Iran for some 40 years, which I think is correct, but we now appear to have entered an open state of war. Uh, McGurk claims the Trump administration is not ready for this. They did not calculate for this, and they are not ready for it. Uh, who do we have here? Ah, Tulsi Gabbard says this was very clearly an act of war by this president without any kind of authorization or declaration of war from Congress, clearly violating the Constitution. Uh, the Hawaii Democrat and the 2020 presidential candidate said on Fox and Friends. The question of constitutionality, this is a long reading, but if you'll allow me to do it, I think it will pretty much settle whether or not Congress needs to be consulted. If you'll allow me to take maybe three minutes to read this piece. Fucking go for it, bud. Yeah, okay. dude, I'm going to, wait, I'm going to, are you, you're just going to read it word for word? I'm going to read it. Okay, I'm going to. I'm going to fill up my drink and go ahead. I'm going go ahead. I'm going to catch you when you're out there. You can read this. The I mean, yeah, you can, yeah, yeah. you got the notes, but yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. The only substantive limit imposed by the 1973 war powers resolution is that the president must secure congressional authorization or else withdraw us forces from any ongoing hostilities, a term whose lack of definition has made the law subject to manipulation within 60 to 90 days. This may pose an issue if the January 2nd strike triggers a more enduring conflict. Alternatively, the Trump administration may view, uh, may share the view of the Nixon administration that this requirement is unconstitutional, even though the subsequent administrations moved away from this view. Regardless, we will know soon if the Trump administration has chosen to rely on its Article II authorities. If it has, then the War Powers Resolution obligates the administration to submit a report to Congress describing the legal basis for the president's actions within 48 hours, a, a, a type of report that the Trump administration has made publicly available in the past. If no such report is forthcoming, then it is most likely a sign the Trump administration is instead relying on statutory authorization. In the past, the United States has relied on one of two authorizations for the use of military force, AUMFs, uh, to authorize military operations in Iraq. Both, the, uh, both remain on the books and provide most of the plausible statutory legal basis for the strike that occurred that killed Soleimani. Uh, the more famous of the two is the 2001 AUMF, which currently provides the legal authority for U.S. military operations against Al-Qaeda and related groups around the world, including those against the Islamic State and Iraq and Syria. Uh, the language of the AUMF authorizes all necessary and appropriate force against the perpetrators of the, 2000, uh, of the September 11th attacks and anyone whom, quote, the president determines quote, has been harbored and assisted them, not a category which uh, most see as including the Iranian regime, whose religious views are anathema to those of Al-Qaeda. That said, the Trump administration has reportedly suggested in briefings to Congress that the 2001 AUMF could be used to target Iran. The 2002 AUMF, meanwhile, authorizes the use of force to address the continuing threat posed by Iraq without further elaboration. It provided the legal basis for most U.S. military operations in Iraq from 2003 until the U.S. withdrawal in 2011, including prior military operations against Iran-affiliated militias. Since then, its primary serves 
It's primarily served as a redundant authority for the 2001 AUMF for counter-Islamic state operations in Iraq and in certain cir circumstances in Syria. If the administration were to determine that Iran or its affiliates fall within the scope of either AUMF, that would mean that, in the executive's view, Congress has authorized the use of all necessary and appropriate force against them. This sets no real limits. The Trump administration may choose to pursue the full-fledged military campaign against each, regardless of how long it lasts or how many U.S. troops it places in harm's way. Nor would any such conflict be subject to the War Powers Resolution 60 to 90 day limitation. That said, doing so may involve substantial political risk both authorizations are almost two decades old, and the current situation was clearly not within Congress's contemplation when it acted on either of them. Pushing the envelope here may encourage efforts to revoke the AUMF uh, or cut its funding for contested activities. So, what was the impact here? Uh, what has happened already? Mike Pompeo has stated that he does not seek further escalation with Iran. He says... Uh, uh, that these killings were a preventative measure for more danger. Uh, the Pentagon has deployed much of the 82nd Airborne Division. 90,000 Americans are already deployed to the region. Lindsey Graham has recommended Trump choose to attack economic targets, such as oil refineries. So this is now the second uh, reference to oil that Lindsey Graham has made. He's kind of stuck in the past, isn't he? Uh, and Americans are being counseled to leave the area. My notes cut off there, but ultimately, I mean, you can find this online from Iran. We don't know what comes. Like I said, we could see some cyber attacks. We could see this being played to the international media for Iran being a victim. Whether or not they are, that's up to you to decide, but they may do that. Uh, also, he has been called a martyr by uh, uh, Ayatollah. Uh, he has also been called a martyr by uh, Assad. Uh, the government seems to be on his side, although there seems to be a lot of... Uh, uh, happiness on the part of people supporting the U.S. for doing this action. Ultimately, uh, that's where we're left. Uh, I don't see a hot war. I think we got to that. Um, but I do see this being an important, some people have even suggested it was the political failure of the decade, uh, 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 <laughs> which I think is interesting. I think that they have, I mean, the past 10 years which, I don't know, did Benghazi occur in the past 10 years? It's difficult to say. There's also, as, as I'm sure you guys all know, this has been compared to Benghazi. Uh, uh, I don't think this is anything like Benghazi, personally. Yeah. No. Benghazi, they attacked the installation with waves of RPG volleys, mortars, yeah, and fucking, like, full-on armed assaults. Like, nothing fuck like up. Benghazi. People it's like to be hyperbolic and act like they're fucking talking about shit they have any understanding of. Yeah, it's, it's, it's nothing Which is like why it. I didn't argue with that certain red... Uh, <laughs> certain... Certain haired, colored haired female libertarian about embassies because I honestly didn't. I'm know not doing it, uh, Jared. I'm not doing it. <laughs> I'm really, I'm, I'm not doing it. I'm really not doing it. Uh, uh, there you go. That's my presentation. That's what I have for you. This is where we are left. Uh, the date today of the time of recording, January third, seven twenty-two p.m. my time, Eastern time. That's all we know. That's all that I know that I could find. Uh, you just said there was another attack that occurred on not Kataib Hezbollah, but the other group, which Soleimani was responsible for supporting, which I referenced early, uh, which is Hashid al-Shabi. So they attacked a bunch of them too. So that's where we're left, really. It seems the United States has made more moves than Iran has made. Not that I'm surprised about that. I don't really know what Iran can do, but um, that seems to be where we're left. So Damn. there you go. It was, it was north of Baghdad. Jesus. 
That, uh, by the way, the last part of the presentation, I need to make mention, I did not write any of that. That is all written by Scott Anderson of the Lawfare blog. Go on to the link and click that link and give yeah. him the credit that he deserves. It's a really, really great report about the legality of this whole situation. It appears to be that legally, uh, Trump is not in the wrong for doing this. Now, uh, whether or not you give a shit about what the law says is one thing or another, but uh, the way the state works is they usually follow their own laws when necessary. So this is going to be what uh, he references, the AUMF. Yeah, or they make the, their own laws. Yeah, they may, They certainly do. And, and, and on that, the only thing here that I think anybody will be able to do is to call your congressperson and let them know that you'd like uh, Congress to, uh, uh, I don't know what you'd say, but uh, uh, deauthorize the AUMF from 2001 and the AUMF from 2002. If you live in a Democratic district, I promise you this conversation is already happening because like you see people like Elizabeth Warren, who is one of the leaders of the Democratic Party at this point, is already bringing up the fact that uh, Trump really should have consulted people before he did this. Tulsi Gabbard, who many Democrats do not like, but many Republicans do, has brought up the fact that Congress was not consulted for this. Again, legally, is it necessary Congress be consulted for this? It does not appear to be the case. Uh, however, we will find out very soon whether or not Donald Trump justifies his actions under the AUMF or if he goes for the War Powers Act. I would be very, very surprised. If he goes for the War Powers Act, yeah, like I said, 16 to 90 days he has. If he goes for the AUMF, as far as I understand it, it's indefinite. And I don't know whether or not he'll be challenged. So if you'd like to make a difference, the only thing you can do is call your congressperson and let them know you're interested in getting rid of the AUMF from 2001 and 2002. Yeah. That's, well, that's, I mean, that's what I mean, I the, yeah, the AUMF literally set the, the precedent for whatever a president wants to do militarily, he can. <laughs> yeah. Let's, so let's get rid of that. That would be yeah. great. But there's nothing yeah. else like, people like, can do. You can't vote on this. I mean, you can't, you can't do anything. All I mean, you can do is call. The AUMF is, is what Ron Paul has talked about his entire time since 2001 is being <laughs> yeah. like these illegal wars illegally activating military illegally doing drone strikes like he speaks about the aumf so fucking much and i there's not too many times like where he actually specifically states aumf but like when he's talking about illegal wars he's talking about the aumf like that's what sure yeah sure and 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 it's because there's not congressional fucking uh you know uh uh, what voting on it? I guess it doesn't need to be with the AUMF. Exactly, yeah, and, that's, and that's why. And but originally in the Constitution, you need the con- apparently, the yeah. And, and the AUMF has not been struck down as unconstitutional. And exactly. maybe we should look into why that is the case. <laughs> exactly. Uh, uh, but I, I, yeah, I mean, we've said it before. Where you know, uh, the government Did they approve or, this or in the state? Supreme Court. Did they approve it? I don't, I, I don't I, know. I don't, Has I it ever been even, challenged? I don't even know. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I don't even know if it's been challenged. But what I was going to say is they usually make laws to make it so it's okay for them rather than – and not okay for other people to do the same things. It's like the whole thing with taxation is theft or, or whatever. You know, it's, it's okay for the government to do something. They have a reach around for the government to do it. But the normal person to do the same thing is wrong. And – as as long as there's a state power that can make decisions that makes things okay for themselves and they can use things like it's a preemptive measure to do things like killing Soleimani. Oh my God. I, I'm not going to be able to say his fucking name. The entire time. <laughs> That's so I think it's Soleimani. Soleimani, Soleimani, whatever. Um, you know, like as long as a state can be able to do this, there's something wrong with the action itself. I agree. 
Yeah, I agree. Ultimately, I think the question here, uh, in my opinion, I asked if whether or not you want to consider this to be an act of war, that's up to you. But I think the more important question is not whether or not this is considered an act of war. Uh, I, I happen to think both actions are acts of war. And I happen to think that we are, in fact, in a war with Iran, but have been for a very long time. This is just a recent development in it. Uh, but I think the more important question people need to be asking here is what actually uh, is war? What is the right of the president to be involved in that? And the AUMF seems to be something which began in 2001. Uh, <laughs> why are we still using it? I don't know. We should really come to terms with that and figure that out. I don't, this was an act of war. Attacking an embassy, I think you can make an argument that it was an act of war. Furthermore, I think the response to that, killing the second most powerful person uh, in a country is an act of war. I, this is not, this is not the, the discussion. It's, not it's, fucking it's whether or not science. the president should have been allowed to do those things without the express approval of Congress. And ultimately, I think we would all prefer more than that, uh, the express approval of, 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 of more than that. I don't know how we would organize that, but that's the question we need to be asking as libertarians here, in my opinion, not whether or not this was illegal action, because then that, you know, really pulls us into some weird places about whether or not this guy should have been killed. I think we're all in agreement here that like, if this guy just dropped dead, it would be a great thing. Oh yeah. So it's more so the, it's the manner in which this was performed that people seem to have an issue with. And the only way we know whether or not the manner in which this was performed worked or not is we just have to wait and find out what Iran does. There's not nothing else we can do. Well, and like my whole problem with the whole manner of in which this is performed, it's like, we, the Afghan papers literally came out less than two months ago. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah. You know, like, like we, we have all these, like, you, you know, like we were talking about the... Ooh, this time it's different, dude. Exactly. <laughs> this well, time it's different. But like, it's colder in Iraq. It's <laughs> colder. I don't even think like, that's true. I don't even know if that's true. It's probably not at all true. No, probably, uh, who cares? It's not like, oh, shit, I might go there. Fuck. But, uh... No, like the whole thing is, is like we, all right. So we've been, we've been talking about these things since 2001. Like these things haven't changed. Like the, no. like the stuff hasn't changed. No, it's like, no, it's it like with the Afghan papers, like we weren't surprised that what they were saying is what they were saying. Maybe sure. we were surprised on some of the details, but like, we're not surprised that it was all a load of bullshit. No, no, no. You really shouldn't be surprised. Yeah. That it was so, all a load of bullshit. And so at um, this point, especially in the libertarian sphere, like to be openly to, to not even like try to put this through the glass of like, maybe we need to look at this a little bit more and just to full out and be like, yeah, it's an act of war. We're going to go attack them because they attacked our embassy. Like that just seems like, it just seems like a very um, quick response to something that we don't, have all the answers to because if we look at history and how our history has progressed just in the last two decades it's something's going to come out that something else has happened or you know like it's just sure. so, it's just so like that's just like a logical like to me that's a logical conclusion sure i i don't know i really don't know what to think about this event i mean we have to see, right? We have to just wait. There's not, you can't do anything because if, if they killed this guy and nothing comes of it, at most you can say, well, it was very risky. That's at most what you yeah. can say. You can't say anything other than that. Yeah. Well, and, and I mean, 
over the last, I mean, there's things that Iran has done over the last, you know, year that has been very risky and that we didn't do. Super dangerous and super yeah. straight up, they have attacked the United States. They have. Yeah. Yeah. They have. It's and not. Ab- not- Absolutely. Super risky and nothing came of it. And what I'm saying is like the more this, these tensions get ratcheted up, I like, agree. it's going to get worse and it will yeah. get ver- worse eventually. And, oh, yeah. And this is, this was a pretty big one. Like it was, it was two things back to back real quick. Like that's yeah. like, and I'm not saying that the, that things uh, like that are quick, make it, more important but the fact of how quick it was and the extreme that it was is yeah. very important and like you said i mean we've or even that quote like we've been in a shadow war for with iran for 40 years at least yeah yeah and it's like yeah. that's very true but there's like this is a- if you don't if you don't think we're at war with iran then i mean oh, it, it, like then the definition the definition of war clearly is something that like, you know, I don't know, people need to change because we're straight up at war with that country. Yeah. And also where the fuck have you been? Yeah, right. Yeah, you I know, mean, like, they, 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 the fucking thing that happened in the 70s. I mean, like if that wasn't, they kid, what was it? They kidnapped a bunch of, uh, uh, where, where did that happen? In Tehran, uh, in, in the 70s, uh, Iran, the- hostage crisis, the hostage oh, crisis. Oh, and they, they fucking... This is, I mean, they did that shit in the seventies. Yeah. They did that shit in 79. They, yeah. they, they, I mean like, and it's not like I, you could go all the way back to the 1910s and twenties and, 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 and trace from the beginning where the West started fucking with Iran. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is whoever's guilty of that is dead and we're here right now. Exactly. And so I, I get that like there's history here I mean, to be honest with you, the United States isn't even responsible for where this all began. It's Russia and and, and Great Britain that are responsible for all of this, as usual. But that's like a hundred years ago. As at usual. this point, <laughs> it is. That was the it's best fucking, part. It really is. It's it's, it's fucking. It's, it's the, because the everything it, 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 we just need to keep pushing it. We just keep fucking going. It's like this has been going for fucking ever. <laughs> Why are they yeah. alive? Well, then their grandparents have been fucking alive. Yeah, that's what people... And you people people just keep hammering and hammering for different fucking reasons. I mean, it's the same thing as, like, we even look in the fucking, like, the little details of it where it's like, oh, we have to, you know, we have to go to Syria because he gas his own people. Oh, now now we have to stay in Syria because the Kurds. I mean, and and then three weeks later, the Kurds already just, like, you know, went to fucking Assad and... Yeah. Yeah. Hey, guys, there's no fucking genocide. Oh, man, fucking... Who's shocked Yeah, thank God. Yeah, when, and yeah. when are we when are we gonna stop the cycle? When are we when are we gonna stop yeah. it? Like you know, like I, I mean, and I and I'll admit I was straight up wrong about the Kurd situation. I thought there was I didn't think there was genocide. Yeah, you did. You did. <laughs> I really did think there was gonna be more problems, but nobody could have predicted. I mean, unless you're a real tactical genius, nobody could have predicted that they would have made that deal with Bashar al-Assad. I mean, That's crazy. Was, well, it's not even. I didn't even think you, they were gonna make the deal. I mostly. I, I was on. Save them. But this is. I was gonna say this is yeah. the thing. We, we seem to, in this country, people who are very well-intentioned, seem to think that the way that you solve problems like that is that you stay there. But it seems like when we pulled out, it actually forced the Kurds to give in. Now, we don't like Bashar al-Assad. He's a bad guy. He's a very bad guy. But it actually, us leaving, solved a problem. Now, it didn't solve a problem in the sense that they aren't under the control of some fucking dictator. They are. They are. That's not good. But it solved our problem. We don't gonna die over them anymore, and 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 maybe that's 
cruel. Maybe we, I don't know, sometimes we should fight for other people, perhaps. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if the Kurds are the people that I want to have bombs being dropped on my city over. As, as much as I respect their efforts and think they should have their own sovereign state, I don't really know if I want to be involved in that. And so yeah. well, if we, uh, my, my move, in, my suggestion, my thought at least, is we really need to consider leaving. We just need to consider getting rid of the embassy. I, 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 it is important that we maintain an embassy there for diplomatic purposes and for security purposes. As some people have said, if you take away the embassy, you leave the door wide open for ISIS. Fair enough. Fine. I don't know if that's 100% true because that's what we said. That's what I thought was going to happen when the Kurds, uh, when we stopped supporting the Kurds. So well, I, I don't know. And like my entire thing is, uh, I mean, everything, it sounds so stupid, but everything has a, a, has like a dark and a light. They have a positive and a negative and you, and things need to even out. Like, yeah, they like, that's just the way thing. Like, it sounds so stupid. Like, Oh, the force or whatever. I, I don't care what you want to fucking call it, but things, <laughs> things fucking even out like they have to because like that's just the way things work like you need a positive and you need a negative and it needs to constantly be in battle with each other but when you only have one side getting more fucking like power than the other then it totally destabilizes everything and it constantly continues to do so like it's sure it's, it, it constantly continues it does every I, I i think it's safe to say that Almost every single time the international community has stepped in to solve an internal problem that nothing good has come of it. And that's not all, always the case. There's some cases in which the international community comes in and actually fixes a problem. Uh, uh, maybe not the most compelling, but Kosovo is an example, which is always touted as, you know, the international community came in, did what they needed to do, left, and the problem was fixed. If every situation was Kosovo, we'd be in a great fucking place. <laughs> <laughs> but that is not the case. Well, yeah, exactly. Not, not every case. Not so, every so, situation so, is fucking Kosovo. <laughs> Self-governance is a thing. Exactly. And it's like you have an entire demographic in this fucking country that's scared of Mexicans picking strawberries. Yeah, and, sure. And and they're not going to sit there and act like a fucking a foreign invader came into their <laughs> fucking land that doesn't speak their language, doesn't sure. practice their fucking religion. Yeah. Like, I mean, it, it, I mean, all almost everything culturally is fucking different and is just like, walking through your town and pulling you out of your fucking house, like... Yeah, right. It's going well, to elicit a type of response. Well, and, sure. And, and, why yeah. don't we, and why don't we act like these people can fight and fend for themselves? Like, I'm all for helping. I, I understand the helping aspect. Like, I'm a big person on being able to help as many people as fucking possible. Like, I, but isn't is it that what John Bolton said though? No, I mean, no. like that's what he said. He said, "We." I hope this is uh, the first step to regime change in Tehran. He doesn't mean us. He means he wants these motherfuckers to get up and start revolting. Yeah, that's what but, he really has always meant. Yeah, but he's saying revolting. So, all right, but it's John Bolton. <laughs> I know. No, I know. No, and I believe me, I know it's John Bolton. But he's not the like, only one who said that. He. Right. I, and I a lot of people that, just like, want these motherfuckers to get up and start rebelling against the mullahs. I don't think this and, is the way you do that. But all right, but the thing is, like, my thing is, like, you have to let people need to do that. You have to let those people need. To, it's the same thing. All right, so I want. I'm an anarchist, right? I fucking like. That's the way I think. It's not a fucking utopia. I don't believe it's a utopia. I think it's a it's a dystopian society that absolutely like it. It's something that needs to happen to. Like, that's just what freedom is. It's not perfect. It never will be perfect. Things in life are not perfect. But to create the ideas 
for people to understand that they they own themselves they can go about their lives in a certain aspect they need to have some certain responsibility to themselves to do things i'm all for helping people i want to help people and making and helping people realize these things but at the same time they have to feel it if the people of iran are content with all right because honestly like the goat farmers and the people in the outskirts they don't even give a shit what's happening no and the government doesn't ever come near it's we're talking about people in the cities exactly that's what we're talking about exactly all we're talking about is people in these cities which isn't even the majority of the country it's just a a centralized population that can talk and do things so that's why we're talking about them but it's like these like people need to realize that these people Iranians or Iraqis or Afghan, like Afghanis, like all these people, they need to do it themselves. If they do not do it themselves, it will never stand by itself because there's no, it's just like in America. If we don't believe in freedom and liberty and justice and the pursuit of happy, pursuit of happiness for all, then it's not going to stand on its own two legs because somebody's telling us that's what you have because that's not what it is. It's like every time that they've tried to have a constitutional revolution, um, well, actually, when they tried in Iran to have a constitutional revolution, they, the fucking CIA came in and, and reinstalled the Shah. Yeah, and, or Somalia when they tried to and have that, their own revolution, yeah, and then yeah, we had yeah. Ethiopia invade them because they're a Christian nation and the other one's Muslim. Like, I, yep. it, it just happens over and over again, and it's so it keeps happening. frustrating. It, 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 it is. I, I genuinely, I am honestly in agreement with John Bolton, just not, and not because he's John Bolton, but because I, I know Persian people. And beyond that, I, I, I can read many, 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 many Iranian people are sick and tired of the fucking government. They're t- absolutely sick and tired of it. Absolutely. Uh, they, you saw they burnt down the fucking central bank. Yeah, that yeah. was fucking dope. Honestly. And that wasn't a color revolution. Everybody no. was like, it was, this is a color revolution. This isn't real. No, nothing came out of that. They shut the fucking internet down. Persian, there's this Persian girl that I know. I was talking to her about it. She was like, I haven't talked to my family in like two weeks. This is not a color revolution. This no. is genuinely, they revolted. They're ready to do it. Well, I, I almost feel, I have my conspiracy theory as, as far as the situation goes. Oh, is I almost feel like Donald Trump did this so that it would give an excuse to pull out of this, this region altogether. This is my conspiracy theory. I don't really think he's going to do that because that's, that is not the indication of anybody underneath him. Right. But, you know, you do an attack on sovereign territory in Iraq, they're going to tell you to leave. If well, they tell you to leave, what happens? Everybody leave. says ISIS is going to uh, come in. I don't think Donald Trump believes that. And I do think that if he, he thinks that if he leaves the same way he just fucking did in Syria, which he didn't really leave, but he did get rid of a lot of troops there. Right. Uh, I think he thinks the same shit is going to happen. Nothing in particular. I Let's think, just get the hell out. I hope you know, so. I don't think he's a libertarian. I don't think he's no, doing no. this for moral reasons. I no. think he just is doing this because he has a campaign to run. Well, and, and this is a good he, move if it and, works. And I think honestly, because he fucking can, because what happens if he doesn't? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. He goes back and lives in fucking billionaire lifestyle like yeah he yeah he doesn't give That's a true. shit but like you know what i mean like he is a person and and you know i think i, I think he really wants to be president for eight years though my dude yeah oh, <laughs> i think he really wants that honestly either, no matter no matter which way this goes let's say in the next literally three or four months we end up pulling everybody out of iraq or or uh, of iraq and uh iran like we pull or we're not in iran but around iran like let's say we pull everybody back and uh you know, that looks great for him. 
Like that looks fucking. I was gonna amazing. say if if like, if out of this we end up de-escalating the way that Mike Pompeo says he expects to happen, yeah. I'm gonna be very confused. Well, yeah, <laughs> because it's, it's a fact that Mike Pompeo is wrong about most stuff. Right. So it would be very <laughs> weird to see this. Right. So let's say all right. So that happens. And he gets reelected. I'm just saying that right now. Oh, he's but yeah. I mean, he, at yeah. the same time, if we go all out fucking war against Iran and Iraq or just Iran, but to you know, that's do, not happening. Though. But even if it does, what I'm saying is like the two extremes of the poll. We yeah. get rid of everybody or we don't get rid of everybody. And we go sure. Or he still wins re-election because yeah. people do not want to change leaders during no. the time. It no. And then a guy who actually human. pulls us out of the middle East. I mean, he would, he yeah, would he would win. He, 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 he's like a fucking he, God. He's setting himself up, man. He's really is. He doesn't believe a single fucking ounce of any of this other no, than the fact that this will benefit him and his, his, his party. His I, um, yeah. He, yeah. He doesn't give a fuck because honestly, he's a New York Democrat that ran as a Republican. I, yeah. 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 All he really cares about is cost, which is honestly something a libertarian president probably should be very concerned about. Not yeah. that he is one, but if we needed to have one, that would probably be something that would be high on the docket. Yo, and, uh, and, and he's done some, a few things where it was just like, yo, that was absolutely stupid, but it fucking works. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is weird. I'm telling you, if, if we really must consider that if Mike Pompeo is correct, that this actually de-escalates the situation. There, we will have to look at that as a very strange thing that he said that oh, yeah. we didn't consider. Because I don't think that this is going to de-escalate the situation. No, but if he's all. right, yeah. that's his one. That's his the opposite of Krugman's facts text. I mean, this yeah. is like well, this is like the, we'll remember the, when, him forever as the one guy. The one time he got anything right. <laughs> there was when he was like arguing on Twitter with fucking Kim Jong Un all the time, and I was yeah. still in the Marine Corps, and I remember. Like, one of our division generals, like, so he's pretty high up there in the Marine Corps, like, came out and said, like, we're going to war with North Korea. And I was Jesus like... Jesus Christ. I had, like, six months left, and I was like, son of a bitch, dude, they're going to extend me. But fucking... Oh, my God. But fucking nothing ever happened, and then all of a sudden, those Twitter rants, and, like, now they're meeting for the first time. And I was like, what the fuck did Yeah, he who the do? fuck knows? He is, he, is, he is... I can't tell if he's a genius or a retard. I really exactly. think it's a little bit of both. I think, I think you need to be a retard to be a genius. <laughs> Like, I'm just saying, like, I think you need to be uh, a little retarded to be a genius. Four, four geniuses on this podcast, then. <laughs> no. I mean, there's a lot of retard up here. I said, a, I said a little retarded. A little four, retarded. Four, four small geniuses, then. Four Dude, we were fucking just... trying to record an ad, and I found out I couldn't read, so... <laughs> <laughs> no, I have the recording of that, and it's the best thing fucking ever. Because at the end of it, typo's just like, "Dude, I fucking hate reading." <laughs> <laughs> you know that I was gonna make you. Oh God, what was the name of the test that they make you guys take to get into the military? The ASVAB. Yeah, yeah. I'm I was bad. gonna make you guys. I was gonna make you guys take that. <laughs> that was my plan. I was gonna make you guys take that test, and I was like, "That's not gonna be good radio, but it'd be really funny to me." <laughs> I'll probably oh, fucking you? fail now. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Well, and we were talking about it. Well, all right. So we're we're into the bullshitting segment of this show. Sure. Um, we were talking although about I got it. a I got a dog who hasn't taken a shit for eight hours. So oh, you no. better. <laughs> yeah, I got you. I got you. We'll we'll let you go here in a second. <laughs> Tell her to suck it the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we were talking about how you were you were bitching at us that you haven't been on our show. But uh -huh. all I'm saying is you've only had Jared on your show. And yeah, I don't know how. Man, I really don't man. know why. He's man. like a bat. He's like a. 
you know, he's like an ex-boyfriend that I still kind of, you know, like, I, I like, I, I don't know why I had him over. I really I'm don't not, know. I, I look I'm back and I can't. I look like a lot of girls' ex-boyfriends. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel like I had him over on the podcast, what is it, twice, Jared? How many times? Once, once. or twice? I think just once. once. It's uh, the Memorial Day episode. Okay, yeah. I don't know why I did that. I'm sorry. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, was a fun episode. Uh, Typo's up, typo's up next, Luke. You've been playing around on the internet too much. Typo's up next. <laughs> typo's a good, typo's a soldier that. over there. He's like, doesn't fuck around with me. He, he's texted me many times. You know, he's like, oh, get on the show. He's like, we really like you. Jared's the real problem. He's the one keeping everybody. Uh, yeah. This is, you know, so, and, and uh, I'm, saying, you've I'm had, not denying you've had, that. You've had, you've had Pat from Uncensored Tactical twice. Sure. Sure. All right. Fine. But, so but Luke, Luke, I'll tell why. you what, I understand Luke, why. <laughs> we'll do one where typo, typo and Luke, you, you can come on. Uh, Jared's got to wait his turn. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, and then, well, you know, uh, and then we'll, they will fix this. Yeah. You got, you got to save the, you got to save the best for last again. You know, I, yeah. you know, I started, yeah. I got to finish it. I got oh, the most wild up fighting the bullet. Sure, um, sure. I'm fucking rocking those numbers. You know, I beat yeah, Luke Twitter. Eventually, my personal page on Instagram will surpass the biting the bullet page. I'm and, sure. and can I just say, your energy is almost re- like retard strength. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I, I, literally, I don't know how I, you do it. I, I, don't know how you... had a, I had to text him at the beginning of this while we started, and I was like, yo – Stop yelling and stop cutting everybody off. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Because that's that's what he does every time. (laughs) He's into it. He's on fire, dude. I know. We have a great What what number of episodes is this? How how far are you? Fuck, 35? Is that? What number is I don't even fucking know. You know what? Honestly, I'm excited because I started listening to Fagcast around like 50 is when Uh I first found you guys. That's probably when we hit our, our stride, I think, too. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, it was, that's uh, it was, honestly, it was just because I was, like, searching for more Scott Horton shit, and you wound up having yeah. Scott Horton on your show. Oh, man. So, and I was right. like, oh, Scott Horton's on this show. It, like, but it, like, was nothing like your show because it's Scott Horton. So we just took Yeah, yeah, Scott has over. the ability to just take over. Um, yeah, have you guys we, had him on? He's been, no, we uh, need to. I, I'm let, me sure plug, let me just plug, and I didn't get a chance to listen to it like I said I was going to because I was right in the middle of doing the research here, but I was talking with Maddie K earlier. Uh, Maddie K asked me um, if it was easy to get Scott on the show. I said, just email him. Uh, within 20 minutes, he replied, I'm going ha- to be interviewing him today at three. So he's, he's got an episode out now with uh, Scott Horton as well on this situation. Um, I think I did an okay job presenting it. Scott, just off the back of his hand, knows more about this than he, I do. So go and check that out. Fucking everything. Yeah, he's, he's insane. Yeah, he's like, I, I, I don't know anything. I don't know as much about any of the number of topics that I know anything about as he does about one topic. It's, yeah. in, it's incredible. He really is an incredible dude, man. Yeah, I think he's. Gonna be I, I think it, I think it'd be great to have him on dude, our show. If, if he if he does do Childerberg, that would be fucking dope. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna be a Childerberg. I mean, he was there last time. Yeah, don't get awesome. my fucking hopes up, Berg. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's gonna be there, and then uh, on May 11th, uh, he's gonna be debating Bill Crystal. Uh, May 10th. I know. May 10th, cool. he's gonna be. So- so debating Bill Crystal and and debates. Bill Bill is not pulling out of that. Bill does not pull out of debates. He's he's very open to debating people. Uh, uh, he he rarely pulls out of debates. So it's going to be very good. Dude, it's going to be wild. So when he's going to be lit. So when are, be we, lit. when are we going to get you to drop this whole mangi shit and let you just finally become a fighting mongoose? Like you when know, you guys other, when you like guys figure out how plural words work, I will. 
It's Mongai, motherfucker. No, it's mongooses. Fuck you, Luke. You're, you're fucking banished from the island too. It's, it's mongoose. I don't. I don't. It's. I, I, you don't say gooses. Fucking you don't wrong. say. You just everybody don't say from, gooses. Though. New York City has a fucking speech impediment, and you are. Pretty- <laughs> and, and you 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 don't say fucking meese either. So. I'm just saying. Yeah. yeah. You know what? A mongoose isn't a fucking bird. It's mongoose. Mongooses. It's not a fucking, it's not, it's not a fucking flying ferret. You so know? you're telling me that if I could find a mammal that had the same thing, you would accept that it was mongoose. <laughs> I'm fucking fight. I'm, I'm fighting you at Childerberg. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll have a list. I'll have you're a right. list of five animals that are mammals yeah. for you that go yeah. oose. I hate you. Guess what? We're fucking. You fucking find it. Hey, you know what? I pulled that shit from fucking uh, an episode of Futurama. So Uh he says that the fighting mongoose is. So it's fucking good enough for me. All right. All right. Fine. Fair enough. Well, I know. We know where you stand. That's what's going on the patches. God damn it. What are we changing? By the way, the last thing that I could probably do. What are we changing Boogaloo to, gentlemen? We've talked about this with Pat on my show before. We really need to cut. Like you guys are the ones who I know that originated with Skip, but you guys have really pushed that like very hard. I love. What Skip. is? What are we doing? Are we going to Ice Cream Social? Are we going I, to the Big Igloo? I think oh, they're so. Uh, they're all I, so good. I, I yeah. think you. You. I think you just kind of say something in a way, and that's it. What means like it thought. means it means the yeah. Boogaloo. Like, you know, okay, so, okay. So, but it is the boot. We're not going to, so the idea will always be boogaloo. Yeah. The boot, it's the boogaloo, but okay. you just don't call it but, a boogaloo. You call it, you know, you like, know, what's going like, to happen. Fry, I mean, cook, fry cook games. Yeah. Like tree tea. Yeah. Tree with the fry cook uh, But this is what I'm saying is we just, the problem is we can't reference the boogaloo as the boogaloo anymore yeah, because exactly. people, people are already moving towards, this is what white supremacists say. Yeah. Good. So I Good, I hope they fucking swat me. No, yeah. they can't fucking, no, they're not, first of all, no, I, we don't hope that they swat you, uh, Jared. Second Jared, of all, we all live in this house, damn I was going to say, you, you, you gain nothing from being swatted, nothing. <laughs> you gain nothing from this. We die as martyrs. <laughs> no, you don't die as martyrs, because unlike in Iran, where a bad guy can be considered a martyr just because he did something for the sake of the country, in this case, that those people are called police. <laughs> so you're, 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 Jerry, you're fucked if, if they swat you. You will be per- the bad guy. That's the problem. As, you long, be- as long as my dog survives, that's all that matters. Yeah, your Fair dog's enough. not going to no. fucking survive. He's dude. not. They're always dogs. And, the, they're the and, first to go. And you know what? Like, I'm getting a dog in the next couple of weeks, and my dog's not going to survive, and he's going to be no. like eight months old. So I'm going to be really pissed. Not going to happen. Yeah, really so let's pissed. not have you swatted. Uh, the, I, I'm... I, I get the Boogaloo keeping the name as it is, but let's at least be aware of the problems. Yeah, no, you can, it's it's the way you say it, man. You reference. I know, but if it traces back to Boogaloo, no. they're gonna call us white supremacists, and hey, I, I don't want to deal with that. The Nebraska hoedown is happening right now. <laughs> that I so see. That is a good going. one. Or, That's a good one. You know. The Iowa cock is part two. Oh, that's good. Right now. See, that's like, good that if, if we start talking about the I, if we call it the Iowa caucus, but we always capitalize Iowa caucus, then we'll yeah. know. Yeah. yeah, there you go. So, you know, like it's, it's like that. You got to you gotta find your way around it. It's all about the Fair setting. Enough. It's all about context. You know, you got to figure it out. Fair enough. There you and go. Only the true Give them the fucking, wink. Give them the wink, you know. <laughs> Only the true, the true followers of the uh, Boogaloo Boys will understand. 
Fair that's enough. how you know. You know is that you know, the other name? Is that, national, is that the other name you've adopted? National well, Skiboarding Championship, you know? Yeah, yeah. The National <laughs> Skiboarding Championship. Snowboarders <laughs> Anonymous. The American <laughs> Shuffleboard Games. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. All right, cool. Good. But, you know, it doesn't matter. It's all about context. But, yeah, I don't know how we got Boogaloo Boys, but we got Boogaloo Boys a lot lately. Nice. And I'm pretty sure we're going to be labeled as a white supremacist group in the next, like, yeah, six probably. months. The dis- yeah, probably. Our Discord, we locked it out already, but it 100% has at least one Fed in it already. Oh, so yeah. we're, I'm pretty fucked. That Discord gets heated, man. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> There's some shit gets said in there sometimes. I'm like, ah, oh my God. I'm not going to interact with that. <laughs> Yo, our Instagram got a fucking link. Uh, today that literally had like <laughs> it had fucking uh, the I think it was the CIA or the FBI's and it's like their history of um, explosives and how to make that oh and, Jesus Christ and I was like oh wow wow Don't I'm gonna post that you I'm, fucking I'm, fed I'm, well yeah somebody put us put like us in a group on our fucking Instagram page Don't post with, that with that the other day it. The other day, there's a deli that I'm not going to say the name of, and I'm not going to give the location of that I went to, where somebody walked in and said, hey, Phil sent me. And the guy behind the counter was like, shut the fuck up. What are you, what are you doing? Uh, because it's clearly like, well, Phil deals drugs. Clearly, Phil deals drugs, and this deli deals drugs. So shut the fuck up while there are other people in here. Uh, with exercise, that's what I just feel about what you just said. It's like, keep it on the down low. Stop yeah. giving it out. <laughs> Yeah, yeah exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> like you gotta, you gotta be like chill about that shit. Yeah, it's, you really do. You really like do. It's like when you're tipping somebody at a fucking like, uh, like I don't know, like your waiter or your valet. You don't fucking just hand them a bill. You no, you, you put it down. Hand, yeah, yeah. Shake their hand and yeah, do the smooth shit. Come on, man. Right. Which, by the way, um, we should say yes. These things occurred under Donald Trump, but I don't think I need to tell anybody listening that these things occur under every single president. Literally, um, and it really unfortunately happens to be a matter of he got caught. Nah, dude. So, some, some bitch when I was going to college said that uh, Obama ended all the wars, dude. Can you imagine that, that even that thought? Like, I don't yeah. even know how... how I had to witness it. I told, that, that, I told her that I was in Afghanistan in 2014. She was like, you're lying. I'm like, Jesus Christ, right. that is amazing. <laughs> that, it, that's amazing to me. That's just incredible to me. Uh, all right. I, that's, I'm, my head's hurting. I'm yeah. done. Right, I got you, man. All right. <laughs> Go ahead. Shout out the fat cast. I mean, we shout it out uh, literally every show, but. Oh, do you? Well, thank we've you very been, like, much. We've been like Dutch rotary in each other's shows for the last like week yeah. and a half. Man. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that that's done. I'm glad that we can usher in the new year with, uh, with no Dude, what did you, what did you think about us uh, making all of our shit car on Facebook or Twitter? That was insane. <laughs> that was fucking really wild that that happened. Um, My bad. My bad. That was Luke, actually. Luke's the one that, that pushed that. Oh, my God. Yeah. Basically, we, yeah. Emerson meme started it. But she herself told she herself told us she was like I really underestimated you guys. Yeah, <laughs> that was like, wild. Because we were like we're gonna fucking make it all us too, and she was like, yeah, okay. And the next thing you know, it's because we we got Nate and Duncan in on it too. So it was like all four of us are just coming yeah, out. When Nate it. when Nate did it, I, it kicked off. That's when <laughs> yeah. I saw it. Kick, I, once I saw Nate did it, a bunch of other people responded to him like, can I do this? Yes, yeah, do it. I, I it was wild. I literally messaged, we have a group chat and it's like some of the, the veteran guys that we found like on Twitter since we've been doing this. And I literally just fucking message on there. I was like, Hey, you guys want to copy Empress and meme and just all do car photos. <laughs> nice. and, then, and then I uploaded cars photo to the group chat. And Nate was nice. like, done. <laughs> yeah. 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 And it yeah. just went fucking crazy. It was good. So. I, uh, I'm, 
I don't know how, here's what, everything I think about his locking his account. Number one, I really don't care. I'm glad that he's enjoying doing what he's doing. Number two, I understand why he locked his account in the first place. And it makes, I don't know if that's public information, so I'm not going to say, but I understand why he did it. It makes a lot of sense. Uh, third, it's really funny to hassle him about it. Uh, and fourth, I was not a fan of people changing their profiles and names to look like him because it happens to me and I fucking hate it. But when it happened to Just him. Just remember that. Keep that in the back of your mind, bud. When it happened to him, I was looking at it like, I'm not, I can't be mad. Like, this is funny <laughs> as shit. This is incredible. Yo, so I, um, it, it didn't work, though, unfortunately. Your, um, your, your tactical strike did not work. No, it, was, it, was more, it was more to be funny, and it was more to, like, you know, it was so, like, that day was, like, kind of I was, down. Like, it was, yeah, it was. It was. Like, it was all about, like, Iran and Iraq and, like, all that shit. Like, that was big that day. And yeah. then it was like, it was just a great way to like, all right, you know what? Like we had all this. Well, that is how you ended 2019. Carmageddon, dude. Exactly. Yeah. Carmageddon, Carmageddon, ended, Carmageddon. ended 2019. And it, it was, was beautiful. Awesome. It was. It was beautiful. Speaking but, of, of uh, Car Campit, um, I guess you can follow at Car Campit if you'd like, but he has to approve it. Um, <laughs> that's not the case with at Bird Archist. If you follow that guy, he, he just accepts your follow. Um, and he really appreciates it. Uh, uh, one thing that's really concerning to me, although it's going to be kind of funny because Carr doesn't even realize he's done this, but uh, here's my final plug. The Friends Against Government podcast, the, the show itself has a, a, a Twitter page. Uh, and, and because of Carr locking his account, he's now sort of dribbling new followers. And I've gone from 2,100 to 2,300 in the span of like three days. It's been, I don't know what I even did that made that happen. But Carr, on the other hand, it's been very slow, the clout game. Um, and I think that what he doesn't realize that he's done is he shot himself in the foot here because now that his account is locked and now that you can't retweet him for new people to see, the podcast account is going to surpass him in followers. That would be at Friends Against Government. So, uh, uh, sorry, at Fagcast, actually. So, he, so he's your typo now? He, <laughs> so he's let's see. I mean, let's see. If the account can surpass Car Campit, I will... I'll, I don't know. I'll start my own. Po- I don't know. Just, I'll just start, start, just start calling him typo. Yeah. Start calling him. <laughs> Cause our, 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 our the podcast. Page I'm not calling him typo because I, because I support typo. I don't support. Wow. Uh, yeah, dude. What is up? Yeah, Let's go. What are you talking about? Me and Luca. Because be you keep underdogging him. You because keep, he doesn't keep do making anything. him. Yeah, but you keep making it. You don't understand this. This is reactionary politics. You keep making him so much of an underdog that people feel the need to, to defend him, much yeah. like Michael Moore defending Soleimani. That's, that's <laughs> literally how Typo got laid in the Marine Corps. <laughs> the Dennis method? Is he, is he like Frank he, in the Dennis take, method? Yeah, he takes the pity fuck. Dude. I, had, I had the more, more direct, hey, girl, you ever had your asshole licked by a combat vet? <laughs> Nah, all right. No, ty- all right, Typo, I'm on your side. I really am. Thank I'm on you. your side. I don't support the two of these gentlemen. Um, <laughs> fucking assholes, dude. Yeah, they're assholes. They're well, assholes. All right, I got to go, guys. Yeah, I got to well, get out of here. We'll, we'll let you go, man. Hey, it was, all it was right. awesome talking to you. Thanks for coming on. It was a fucking Thank awesome you for episode. having me. And hopefully we can do one again soon where I actually do what I originally planned on doing instead of Donald Trump taking up all of our time. Yeah, but, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe you'll take uh, the slot of uh, – being the first fat cast host to come on twice instead of that was, uh, yeah that would be great that would be great I mean I, mean, I am the only true fat cast host I yeah. mean if you, if you just accept the funny mongooses if you can just accept the funny mongooses into your life 
If I accept them, do I get to car. come on again? Yes, yes. Absolutely. You get to come back on and talk shit about car about it. Yeah. So I'll do that. And then I'll be sure that I continue to accept it after my appearance ends. <laughs> All right. Perfect. Perfect. All right, man. All right. Uh, until then, though, uh, can, I co- can I call? Do you yes, guys do please. an outro? No. You can call. Call oh! you want. <laughs> <laughs> that is the best outro there is. Yeah, I'll just. Nailed it. All right, Chance. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, man. Have a good one. Have a good one, dude. (laughs) Later.